This Short Code podcast is a proud member of the MedEd Media Network. Inspiration, information, and guidance on your journey to medical school and beyond at mededmedia.com. Meandering in the margins of medicine, it's the Short Code podcast. Weird news, fresh views, helpful clues, and interviews by students for students. Subscribe to our weekly show at theshortcode.com. The, the challenge with feedback is that not all of it's useful, and some of it is even downright harmful, I guess you could say. Hopefully someday I'm like a badass female attending, and I would still probably appreciate if a med student was like, you look fired at that. <laughs> I did find one question yes. that you could practice your communication skills with. I'm so excited. It's my last show and I get to do my first Yahoo Answers. (laughs) Welcome back to the Short Coat Podcast, the show that gives you an honest look at medical school, a production of the University of Iowa Carver College of Medicine. I'm Dave Etler. With me today in the SCP studio, what a special treat. It's MD-PhD student Aline Sanduk. Hi. I'm in awe when I say that we're joined by M3 Eric Bozart. I too am in awe. I'm deeply honored by the presence of the newly graduated Dr. Abby Fife, MD. And I know you don't have to say Dr. and MD, but, you know, you earned it. It's kind of fun. Like, you have both, so, yeah. you know. And in the form of ones and zeros, I'm freaking out because we're joined by M3 Morgan Kennedy. <laughs> Hello. I'm freaking out because it's been a while, Morgan. Oh, it's I, been I sh- a long while. Yeah, It's been a while. You're here joining us when you're supposed to be studying for step two, that important board exam that according to the National Board of Medical Examiners assesses an examinee's ability to apply medical knowledge, skills, and understanding of clinical science essential for the provision of patient care under supervision and includes emphasis on health promotion and disease prevention. And I would like to point out, NBME, if you're listening, and I know you are, that that sentence could use a period and a comma somewhere in there. Semicolon. I mean, come on. It's not a test of grammar, Dave. I mean, how am I supposed to trust you and your medical testing (laughs) abilities if you can't even allow me the breath of life, the breath of life between phrases? They're going to put you in a, you're going to need ALS. I'll be in a coma by the time I'm done reading your, how's it going? How goes the studying? Where are you? I am doing my study block from Nashville, Tennessee, which sounds, you know, more fun than it is. Um, Not doing a lot of fun stuff, but my fiance lives here. So it's nice to kind of have some flexibility in, in the schedule. Yeah. I mean, all it took for me to come back to the podcast after two years was to you know, try to procrastinate my step two board studying. So yeah. it's going super well. Good. I just a couple of days ago and, you know, I feel a little burnt out already, but you know, it's going to be okay. It's the last one before graduation. I had a psychic flash where I saw, I saw you, you know, studying on a beach somewhere in a lounge chair under palm trees, surrounded by study materials and, and being waited on by a, an attentive <laughs> cabana person. <laughs> Who is providing for your every need? I thought for sure. Is he? That, Dave was, a, like that was a true thing. That Did I, that yeah. really happen, Morgan? Don't joke. That sounds so yeah. Nice. Yeah. That that's that's what I'm doing right now. No, I. What if I Morgan? Have a- what if Morgan was bullshitting us? She's like, oh, I'm in Nashville. It's terrible. Yeah. How can we know that that background is it's not a green fake? Screen. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it is. You you can do a lot of fake backgrounds these days on Zoom. So it looks so real. Yeah. The world will never know. <laughs> so full of shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's I mean, it's it's fun. I I'm like going to concerts and stuff and eating good food. And so it's been it's been a nice change of scenery. You are. Perhaps they have palm trees in Tennessee. I don't think I've ever been to Tennessee. Do they have palm trees in Tennessee? They sure don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not south, not south enough. Okay. I did plant a garden, though. I did that, too. You planted a garden? Yeah. (sighs) Stop it. I know. Look at this med student being a real person with real (laughs) interests. (laughs) This is why they shouldn't have made step one pass fail. This is what you would get. It's all of us being a little bit happy in our lives. And they eliminated step two CS, so, you know. Mistakes. I have a rumor that CS might come back. There is a rumor out there. When? I think I think there's no way it's like they, that they it eli- could affect you. Okay, thank you. Yeah, no, they eliminated it during COVID because it was hard to, I mean, hard to do in person, and it wasn't exams necessary in any way. Right? right. Didn't they decide though that it was stupid also, and that's why? Right. But, they, but, but then, then they're like, but 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 we like could money. we could make it we could make it better. Than it is. Yeah, but. Aline's like, <laughs> I just don't understand why they don't have enough money. I mean, I had to pay another $70 to get my step transcript sent to the licensing board. Oh, geez. You know, those electrons, those electrons don't come for free, Abby. There is somebody at the NBME who is responsible for crafting each electron that gets sent yeah, and what's from his, them. What's to- their salary? It's got to be. <laughs> Each individual keystroke actually is what you pay for. You're charged by keystroke. You're charged by people who have to point their eyeballs at your paperwork. And so they just like pass it around the department. They're like, all right, we got to 70. Send the bill. That shit isn't easy, Abby. It's ridiculous. Boy, that's a lot of bitching we did about that. (laughs) I can go all day about that. I'm just getting started. I know. It's all past you now. You never have to do another uh, another exam again, right? Uh, nope. Oh, gosh, I didn't. I did not know that. Yep. Your next one will be step three. That's the, right? the truth, which covers. What is step three? It's just another knowledge it's exam, just right? Just step two, part two. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going into pediatrics, so like, it covers like five percent pediatrics. Super relevant for my. That sucks. Yeah, but. You're gonna ace it. You're gonna yeah, ace it. I just need to pass. Yeah, but you're gonna ace it. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna ace it anyway. I'm gonna try and take it soon, like probably November, because I'm just hemorrhaging adult knowledge these days. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's started to to leak out. Mm-hmm. So, Doctor Fife. Yeah. You're headed to New Mexico, as I believe we've discussed yes. on the show before. Yeah. And in less than a month, yeah, less than a month. You will begin your your residency. That's my my understanding of this time period in your life is it's all about paperwork. Yep, I've done a lot of paperwork. And and you know what? I just want to say that the best podcasts are all paperwork based. Mm. You know, yeah. like where we just discuss paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I bring it up. Uh, yeah. 
All right, show. start with your it first pretty, form pretty and then walk thrilling. us through it. Yeah, okay. so I had to fill out a form to get a form, and then I had to fill that <laughs> form out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I filled out a lot already, but I'm sure that during orientation, this is going to be another mm-hmm. mountain full. But really, I've mostly been just doing a lot of art and reading a lot of books and baking a lot of baked goods and taking a lot of naps. It's been really, like... Sounds really sounds awesome. So nice. Sounds all right. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a place to live? In New Mexico. In New Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> place to live would be good. Yeah, I do have a place to live. I got Wi-Fi set up. That's the key. Does it cost a hundred dollars a month? No, like it does in Iowa City. Actually, it's gonna cost twenty dollars a month for the first year. You see? And then it's savagery here. It's I'm sorry, go I can't. Up to thirty dollars for the second year, which I'm like just. Charge me twenty five dollars. Do we want to switch from NBME to MediaCom bitching? Is that mm-hmm. what we're? Yes, yeah, we could. I'm on board. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Internet uh. costs a fortune in Iowa City. I don't know if it's like a Midwest thing, but yeah, it's craziness. I actually found out though that so I like qualify for Iowa Medicaid because I don't have an income currently. Oh right. Mm-hmm. And my parents insurance allowed me to stay on until I graduated but now I like don't have that anymore because it I graduated so I'm like have I got the Medicaid to cover that gap but I found out there's like a federal program that will pay you $30 a month for internet if you like meet certain qualifications and one of the things you can do to qualify is be eligible for Medicaid so I might get like six months of free internet so that's Before awesome. we stop talking about internet, I don't want to brag you guys, but I have Google Fiber here in Nashville. Oh. Bitch, get out. Oh. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> Do you guys? It's, it's really great, except for like twice every month when they're doing like construction on the corner and they like oh. dig up the Google Fiber oh. and then we don't have internet for a couple of days. But other than that, it's fantastic. I, got- I remember when they when they first put it in Kansas City like a few years ago, right? Sorry, is that what you were gonna say? Or- oh no no no! I was gonna say I literally got home last night from the ED shift where I saw you, <laughs> yeah. and my wife's like, you know, the dogs woke everybody up in the house, and my wife had the internet on, and she's like, I'm pretty sure our router needs to be set, you know, reset or something. Find come to find out at like one in the morning that like Mediacom's just had a nationwide outage. Oh, that explains it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're get putting fiber. It's not Google, but they're putting fiber in my neighborhood too. So, yeah, so. my neighborhood too. They gave us uh, caramel corn to try and get us to subscribe. <laughs> they gave you caramel corn. Yeah, there was. Like I a- f- caramel corn. Yeah, there was like on our doorstep. Where's my, where's my internet caramel corn? <laughs> you forgot to check the caramel did corn already, box. Did you already sign up because we haven't signed up? Oh well, I did fill out their online form. Yeah, no, we we <laughs> haven't. We've just been completely ignoring them, and. We got like a brochure and a bag of caramel corn. You achieved you achieved level two in yeah. the customer service queue of of things that we need to do to get yeah. people signed so up. So if you if you ignore them long enough from this point, maybe you'll get your own caramel corn. Damn it! What do you think? What do we think level like, three is? It's level three like gift bag, maybe like get, one of like those like cookies, muffins, or yeah. something. Coffee, coffee. Yeah, that's coffee. Wow. Enjoy your nice internet, Morgan. Yeah. Yeah. How nice for you. (laughs) Thank you so much. I also just, in case anyone um, hates awkward conversations, if you're trying to get out of an an internet service to get into the fiber business, there are like discrete steps you can say 
so that they can't offer you their internet service again. Like basically you have to tell them you're moving out of the country to a certain location where they don't offer their internet service. And it did work. What's yeah. a friend's episode? I'm moving to Yemen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Going to Yemen. I just... Drastic measures to avoid confrontation and awkward conversations with the Mediacom AT&T internet providers. How Midwestern of you. I mean, yeah. I just, <laughs> I just keep exactly. saying, I just keep saying no until I get frustrated and hang up. Yeah. And then I don't get what I want because I hung up. Mm-hmm. So, so which, how... choose which method you want. I, I don't know which one sounds more effective. <laughs> What's on the docket for today? I, you know, I, all I can say is, I was, I was, my my son graduated from high school last Nitty week. Mr. Etler on on ASA's behalf. Thank you. Is it? And so yeah, we had graduation stuff. My mother was here for a few days, and so I didn't come to work. And then we had a student affairs retreat. Oh yeah. At Lake mm-hmm. McBride on Wednesday. And then I came here yesterday and had a whole bunch of medical student performance evaluations to to do for mm-hmm. for people, and and then when I sat down to prepare for the show, I realized I had nothing. Wait, you gonna do the MSPEs for people? Yeah, mm-hmm. I may have written yours. I don't really no, remember. No, Doctor Terry Thompson. <laughs> I mean, she did l- the final paragraph. Oh, you are the workhorse. I assume and me and yes. Yeah. Me and another person assemble them. Mm. And then we call them writers because. <laughs> Thanks in advance. I don't know. I don't this know why. Is some hot tea here. <laughs> <laughs> Giving credit where credit is due. I, you know what? Here's the thing. When it comes to the MSPE, I've said this on the show before. When it comes to the MSPE, I'm just a glorified mail merge. I mean, you know, I'm just choosing things to go into the, the you know, it's already been written basically. Right. Um, so I'm not doing anything other than transforming disconnected phrases, perhaps into a sentence, or or right. correcting the egregious grammatical errors submitted by your attendings and residents. You ever read a lot of evals and pick yeah. the good ones? Yeah. Well, I pick the ones that tell the story. If the story is a bad story, then it could end up in your MSP. I'm just saying. Look. I Dave, I'm scared. Well, Dave, I would like to thank you. This is easy. This is. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Hang on, Morgan. Somebody has to thank me. No, oh, I just said <laughs> I want to. I want to thank you for not putting the one eval in that said that I was argumentative and bad at getting interrupted. Oh, you're bad at being interrupted. I am bad at being interrupted. Oh, like I don't possess the right skills that when someone interrupts me. I don't do that correctly. I, I don't see. allow them to interrupt me in the proper manner. I see. I see. I what see. What a bizarre piece of feedback. Is it? Isn't it really bizarre? Very strange. Really actionable. I would love to learn how to yeah. correctly be interrupted. Yeah, if like, anyone has any knowledge. I don't know what I could have. I mean. Do you just like when somebody's like, um, no, you're wrong. And you just like plow forward. You probably just kept talking when someone was like, no, hey, I, hang on, I, hang on. What I had been doing that rotation was they would interrupt me and they, I'd let let the attending and the fellow and sometimes like whoever else have their conversation. And then I would be like, are you ready for me to keep going? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the perfect, like if I could think of a perfect way oh, to be 100%. interrupted, that right. would be it to like allow the person to say That's whatever. What I, thought. I think you're really good at being interrupted. wasn't from the people who were interrupting me. It was from the resident who was watching this occur. And I think she didn't like that I handled it with such like a plum. Yeah. 
and that she thought that I like should just wait mm. for them to ask me to keep going. But yeah, I don't it, know. Uh, I guess we're gonna talk about weird evals. I feel yeah. Let's. Do you let's remember these, Dave? Like, do you remember weird things like this? You know, we used to keep a document of the ridiculous bits of feedback that we found in <laughs> in people's, but then we decided to get rid of it because I don't know. Maybe that wasn't an approved use of. I mean, it, maybe it wasn't be, like though. technically. I always wanted to do a segment on the show of like sh- like ridiculous <laughs> evaluation quotes. Well, I mean, oh, if it's our, if it's self-reported, our... like if we submit those, if students submit those, then no, that was like a segment in my classes frolics. We did like <laughs> it was like mean tweets, but it was the feedback. Like that's bad actually phenomenal. That's hilarious. Oh my it was god, hilarious! And so we had like all kinds of bad, like all kinds. So like I did the bad at being interrupted. Well, I didn't read it, but anyway, we like had that one. Somebody was told like on her first day of the OB rotation, they told her like she needed to be anticipating the attendings every move so that he wouldn't wait for her to hand. So we had ones like that. And then like every few ones, someone would be like, read more. Yeah. Yeah. Always, (laughs) always keep reading all all the time. I'll take a read more over. You need to read my mind. Oh yeah. Yeah. Especially on the first day of a rotation too, when you still have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. A scratch. Somebody That's was weird. told she needed to use her eyebrows more. When oh, talking. that was Emma. Yeah, yeah that was Emma. Emma does have kind of a like a flat affect. I don't it, even think it's that flat. It's just not like super expressive. Like, yeah. well, mm, well, mm. if I take myself as a baseline, everyone has a flatter affect. Right. Than me. right. I'm very kinetic. But and I have cultivated this podcast personality, I guess, at this point after so many years of doing this, where I'm like, "Welcome back to the Short Coat Podcast." <laughs> so if I was on the, if I was, you know, like in the clinic, I'd be like, "Thank you for coming and bringing me your open wound." <laughs> You would definitely get some feedback on that. He uses his eyebrows too much. Actually. <laughs> his eyebrows are all over the damn place. Yeah. I, I mean, look. It's amazing. The, 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 the problem that evaluators face is that it's, it's sometimes difficult for them to know how much you know or how much you are. Your, yeah, basically how much you know unless you're like talking and expressing yourself and all this kind of stuff. And I guess to some extent they want to know how enthusiastic you are about about what you're learning. Although, I mean, I don't know if expressing enthusiasm is a strong measure of actual learning, but yeah. But you know, know, they've got a they've got a job where they have to they have to decide whether you know the things that you need to know. Yeah. I feel like the evaluations are not so much about evaluating knowledge; they're about evaluating. Like the soft skills of being a med student. I think the mm-hmm. soft skills are a big part. But I think it's not necessarily like rote knowledge, but like, can you use your knowledge mm-hmm. too? Yeah. Which is also hard to, I think, especially if you have an attending that doesn't give you any opportunity to use your knowledge, mm-hmm. then then they tell you to read more. My favorite. <laughs> Yeah. My favorite bit of feedback was perhaps we should both avoid telling the patient they have cancer when they don't. Oh my god. So, you know, some <laughs> Yeah. I also hate how I handled that situation. Yeah, I mean, that that's actually good feedback. Yes. I like that feedback yes. because at least it shows like okay, yeah, we Yeah. Mistakes I'm also made. vulnerable to uh 
knowing how to do things sometimes. I had a really fun one once. He told me that I think too highly of my patients. Oh. Whoa. I don't know. What does that mean? I think it was like I was like, it was like an internal med rotation and this hospitalized patient who had like... There's like she had some like psychosomatic things, but also had real somatic things. And I like worked really hard at trying to elucidate like this is psychologic and this is not. And I kind of defended her a little or, like tried to help her not defend it, but I tried to help her express that to the team. And I think that they just wanted to dismiss it all as psychological so. I, I would be proud to get that comment i mean that's i know that's i feel like kind it's, of, it is of kind of a, an honor like someone told yeah. me i should like put that on my uh, cv and just like, <laughs> under awards or something no abby you should be treating patients like the swine that they are i know i know i should <laughs> just be further obstacles in them getting appropriate that's care mental i, I can't know. believe someone gave you that feedback it's it's the some people some people, I mean, you know, the, the challenge with feedback is that not all of it's useful. Right, right. Yeah. And some of it is even downright inappropriate, harmful, I guess you could mm-hmm. say. Like if you were to take it as it, you know, as it's given. Right. Yeah. So, you know, part of, and you're going to, and you will get a lot of feedback. Not all of it will be helpful. And your job is to just, you know, take it in, decide what to do with it. Make your decision mm-hmm. and move on. You've probably already gotten feedback in your life that was like, well, this is bullshit. Yeah. What every pre-med should do it, before starting med school is get a job waiting tables mm-hmm. or serving yeah. coffee. Like there's there's nothing more. Or doing character- internet customer service. <laughs> or yeah. Yeah, be a telemarketer. Yeah. it's There's something about learning how to make people like you immediately when they are at their worst. And mm-hmm. there's no group of people that are more difficult to deal with than hungry people who are also giving you money. So they feel super entitled for you to kiss their ass to the utmost. And if you can find a way to like make them happy and like the feedback is immediate. Your tip is your feedback. Right. But, and I'm not saying it's right, but that is kind of like healthcare is a customer service job. Like yeah. the patient is a little bit of a customer mm-hmm. and you are the person trying to satisfy them, you know, yeah. as the provider. Although I feel like it's way harder often to please the team, the attendings and the rest. Well, I was going to say, the, yeah. the, the other problem that you face might be that, you know, they, they feel a responsibility to point out things that you could improve on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to leave it, to leave that field blank just feels like a missed opportunity to give you that feedback. And, right. Yeah. And so maybe they are just sort of nitpicking sometimes. But yeah, I mean, and like I have gotten good, not in the evals. The only like good constructive feedback I've gotten in evals has been feedback that was like delivered to me also in person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most of the feedback you're going to get is probably in person. Right. 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 Yeah. And so generally in the eval, either they will say something, you know, completely bogus. They will say, that's like one option. They'll say, keep reading or they'll either reiterate what they said slash like be like, just like keep improving. So mm-hmm. they don't like that section of the eval is just not super helpful because I don't know. I just don't think I've ever gotten feedback only in that eval that really like was helpful, mm. you know. But 
We'll put it in your MSP. Yeah. I feel like the MSP and giving a subjective grade is <laughs> the only point of the written evals. But And I think that's something, too, that yeah. I think kind of shakes out a little bit because, like, you know, in the grades, there's kind of that weighted aspect of, like, how often did you work with this person? Like, how mm. long? Like, how many half days? Yeah. Whereas, mm-hmm. okay, the actual content of the eval right. is a completely different thing. Right. I always feel like I don't necessarily mind the idea that a grade comes from an evaluation. Like, I, I don't have... It's a little sketchy, but I do think there is a point to it of, like, are you doctoring well? Are you talking to the patients mm-hmm. while you're applying? Your, like, we need to grade that in some way. I had a fellow on one rotation, and she was like, Abby, I want to I want to evaluate you because I'm going to give you a really good one. And she gave about half threes, half fours. And then that cost me honoring that rotation, um, which is, like, not that big of a deal to not honor it. I near honored or whatever, you know. Um, and then I actually was on another rotation later with this fellow and she came to me and she's like, Avi, the med student just asked for an eval, but he told me that if I give him all threes, he would fail. Is that true? And I was like, I don't think he would necessarily fail, but he would get a really bad score from that. And she was like, really? And she was like, and so then I told her about this, like what she had done to me, like, because it was kind of a situation where I felt like, enough time had passed i had matched it was Mm -hmm. fine Mm -hmm. um like and she was horrified that she had done that that she had cost me honoring a rotation because in her mind the eval she was giving me it's a scale of between one and five i mean you would think three would be average yeah and so in her mind she was saying abby is above average because she had given me threes and fours several fours Listeners, if you ask us a question, it means that I don't have to make something up to talk about on the show. And the show becomes what you want it to be. So send your questions to the shortcodes at gmail.com or leave a message at 347-SHORT-CT. We'll talk about it on the show. I think when we talk about doctors getting in trouble, this is the kind of stuff we mean. Like, doctors don't usually get in trouble because, like, they don't know enough. (laughs) It's the soft skills, Mm -hmm. like being bad at teaching students or just being you know, a bad teammate or being disrespectful to like allied professionals and things like that. This And this is one of those skills like giving effective, timely, constructive, actionable feedback is a soft skill mm-hmm. that I think med students now are getting trained to be better at. But I think the problem now is that like we're kind of in between generations yeah. where y- you have this you know older guard community of doctors that just were never trained to do that and so they're evaluating students based on like really subjective things that they can't really like you can't change the shape of your eyebrows like that's ridiculous mm-hmm. but they're being told to evaluate students and they don't know how to so they have that but it does seem like it's getting better. So you have this like kind of hybrid community yeah. with younger people like us who are going to do a much better job because <laughs> we've <laughs> Yeah, in theory, that. you've had more. You've also had some teaching. You've had mm-hmm. some yeah. it, on how to do that. Whereas, yeah, like you say, the older folks may not have or they may have learned incorrectly or something yeah. like that. Yeah. The, the second comment I wanted to make, I, w- I would like to offer a piece of feedback to listeners that I think is really useful, which is. We'll see. Well, let's see. I don't know. And and audience, let me know if like this isn't helpful, but this is helpful for like asking for evaluation. But like at, at their level as pre-meds, like asking for letters of recommendation, 
when you go to ask someone for a letter, make sure that you specify, like ask them outright, do you feel comfortable writing a very strong letter for me? Like, mm, yeah. don't just mm-hmm. ask for a letter. Be clear that you want a great letter. And then in the same, you know, email or whatever conversation, feel free to be like, hey, if you don't feel comfortable writing a strong letter, what can I do to deserve a strong letter from you? Yeah. Mm, and what should I, I like that. Yeah. That's super helpful. Right. Like, because this happens. This happens. This happened to me in the last couple of years where somebody not a student. So a former coworker had asked, you know, for a letter of, had not asked for a letter of recommendation and just put me on the list. And I got a call and I was like, irresponsible. I can't do that for this person. (laughs) I was going to say, like, you you have to think about how the request comes up. Also, it's on the person receiving the request to be like. To be honest about like, hey, I'm not sure I know you well enough to write a good letter. Mm-hmm. And there's a polite way to be like, I'm sure there are people in your life that understand you much better than I do, that know your strengths. Like, that's something I've said is like, hey, we haven't worked enough together, but there's time if you want to work together more, then I can get to know you better and write a good letter. But it's also on that person to recognize that they that like, hey, there's something at stake here. And if you aren't able to support this person in whatever the thing is they're applying to be honest and say, Hey, I'm not sure I'm comfortable. Maybe you should ask, like, I'll do it, but maybe ask someone else who knows you better and then come to me as a last resort. But so like, there's an art to asking Mm -hmm. for for someone to endorse you and, and how to handle a request for an endorsement. And I think it's getting better, but I wanted to throw that out there because I think giving the person a heads up that you're going to need an evaluation making sure they know kind of what you need from them which is like hey i need you to tell them i'm awesome and and if they're not comfortable with that figure out what they need to hear from you to be able to say that you're awesome so i hope that's helpful i've I've learned that that the hard way (laughs) i think that sounds helpful i was thinking you know while you were saying that that one of the problems with that advice might be that you know in our in in the case of these clinical evaluations i believe you can correct me if i'm wrong that you basically just put somebody's name into a yeah into a thing yeah. into a computer and they get in a message saying you know so and so wants an evaluation from so you. I never do that without asking them first. but don't you have to oh yeah so I was gonna say and that's what I realized is that well just because that's the system doesn't mean you have to do it that way I mean you have right. to you know perf- make that performance but you can also ahead of time as you said I go to that person. started out asking and pretty quick abandoned that practice <laughs> me, me too abby it yeah. just like so, so much anxiety and... yeah and it, i just realized it wasn't feasible and no one else was doing it and it wasn't going to affect you know their my evaluation they're expecting them because i used to spend so much time being like you know will this person write one for me? Is this going to be awkward? What if they say no when I ask them, you know, like how is this scenario going to go? And it just wasn't worth it. Yeah. But yeah. definitely do that. So I mean, there, there is for a point your... where you have to do that, which is like mm-hmm. when you're getting ready to apply yes. for residency. Right. When letters you are of recommendation. actually getting like, and then when I was like spring of my three years, so I knew the MSPE was coming up. I did a couple of times be like, he, I don't, need another eval like i have enough Mm -hmm. but would you be willing to do one like 
and like letting them know too that I don't like I actually want like some comments on it for like letting them know it was for the purpose of the MSPE mm-hmm. and then I I was like I'll do one for you because the residents do like need evals mm-hmm. too and so yeah. I was like I'll, I'll do one for you would you be able to like take time to do a good one for me and those are people who I was pretty confident like were gonna have nice things to say about me ultimately so but yeah I think if I like especially if it's an attending even a resident like it's part of their job here at the university to like do those evals and Mm -hmm. teach us and so I generally just sent it because I was like Okay. <laughs> I'm still in the boat of yeah. asking. Granted, you, I'm only though. halfway I mean, through my my career, yeah. so it's like I still come at it from a point of like, especially if it's a resident that I've been working with like frequently. It's it's one of those things where it's like it, it's kind of like an end to the relationship a little bit. It's like, uh, hey, yeah. we nah, we've worked fair. we've worked together for this long. Would you be open to like? reflecting on how i did you know and it, and i've had a couple res or I, i'm not sure if it was a resident or if it was a staff but a staff member like pulled me aside and was like hey you know it it wasn't it wasn't a turn down but it was like it was just kind of making me aware of how other staff might approach the situation but it's like you know i don't give out evaluations unless i'm confident that the person is you know at that level where I can give a good evaluation. Kind of like what you guys were saying, where it's like, okay. But that's not really the point of the evaluation. Right, right. It's not, but. But I think that it's understandable and it is anxiety provoking, but it's one of those things. It, 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 maybe it's just something that I've been working on myself, but it's like, I'm trying to open myself up to that feedback. So it's like, even though it's anxiety provoking to ask for it, I'm not going to get it unless I ask, you know, like, and sometimes the most constructive feedback that you get is when you ask. And then to finish the relationship, you give them a little kiss. <laughs> just, just on the resident feedback form, just a little. Boom. Spray, it, spray it with perfume. Yeah. And put it in the mail. So I, I got told no for feedback without asking at one time. It was really hilarious. It was oh, in my core no. rotation. It was on an inpatient service and they like the attendings were switching over. And so I had mostly been working with one attending and it was like the last day and someone new came on and unbeknownst to me, like for the rest of the services, I think we requested like evaluations for who we wanted, but for this one week of inpatient, the course director just like automatically sent requests to these mm-hmm. attendings. Yep. And so a request got sent to this attending like that morning before I had even met him. And so I'm like, in the like room we're doing you know patient presentations i do my patient presentation in front of everyone and he's like good presentation but i'm not going to do an eval for you because i don't know you and i i had no context to that i was so confused you know what i have an idea of which rotation this is and this explains this explains some things that i have seen on on comments where they're like i don't know who this person is i was literally just like i because i didn't even know one got sent to him i get where he was like wow that was presumptive of this medical student to ask me for an evaluation but like there's some disconnect there where like he thinks i'm trying to get an evaluation from him i was like blindsided and like sir i would never ask you for an evaluation i have you for 20 seconds i won't go on a date with you and you're like i didn't ask (laughs) i'm not even coming on to you that is 
exactly what it felt like. It was hilarious. No, thank you. I didn't ask. Yeah, yeah. that's mental. That's crazy. I was yeah. going to throw that in there just to kind of like the little twist of like some rotations, they do send them out on your behalf. That yes. That is the caveat, I think, to my method. And I think neurology is one of them where they they initiate them skirting around it but yeah we'll, well jump mean, right in i was gonna yeah, say I think, was, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so i uh well anyway we can talk about because this that's kind of iowa specific but for anyone who hasn't that's a good that's a good thing for people to know ahead of time because you might end up in a situation where someone gets an evaluation you don't even know so what i did when i found that out is so i tried to initiate as many as i could before the end of the week so that like because when they see that you have them i think they don't send them out but if you have none they're like oh we'll just do this for you Mm -hmm. and so when i did miss it a couple times i reached out to the people who got you know, had them initiate. And I was, I was like, Hey, uh, just a heads up, you might be getting an evaluation about me. So let me know, you know, and then try to like preempt, yeah. you know, with my spiel, but yep. I, so yeah. intentional, so intentionally. I like to be in control of the way that other people are looking at me. Good luck with that. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's, you can't control everything, but you do the best that you can so that people get an accurate picture of who you are, yeah. Yeah. you know. So. I love that this is what this show has turned into today. Um, so, so. <laughs> evaluations are super weird for anyone else listening. Yeah. Spend less time crying and stressing about them, I think. And not that I've done that. I don't ever cry. No. No. <laughs> Let's see if we can. Yeah. I'll see if we can change that. Good but for you. Te- see if we can change teach, that by the, the time the show's done. <laughs> oh no, I I cry frequently. <laughs> I cry frequently at work, not at work. It's fine. Good. Sometimes <laughs> I wish I did more. I wish I was. Yeah, I would recommend. <laughs> Abby, poke him oh, in, in the eye. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, I thought you were asking yes, about my yes, crying habits. No. Everyone go around and say how frequently you cry. I cry all the time. Yesterday I was at my friend's, her husband was gone. I was at her OB ultrasound. She's completely fine. I'm just sitting in the corner weeping the whole time. I'm like, it's your baby. Like tears of joy? <laughs> yeah. You do, okay. You do love the baby. Okay. I do love the baby. I, 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 uh, I will admit that I struggled to keep it together on graduation day. Oh, uh, yeah. So, oh. you know, yeah. Weddings. I'm a I'm, I'm a yeah. I'm a wedding crier. Your wedding how about your own? I'm I Oh, you're totally gonna you cry. cry when she walks awesome. down the aisle. Is it he? weird that I'm nervous that I'm not going to? Oh, like, oh I'm coming, sorry you're like, nervous. Stone stone face just saying no. I don't think stone down. face is the look you want to go no. for. No, even okay, even if you don't like tear up, I you're do. still yeah. I think you're still like you're gonna you're gonna be. Uh, instead of I do eyebrows just use your eyebrows (laughs) she'd be like what the hell are you doing (laughs) (laughs) all right from the why ethics is pretty important in medicine desk Mm. a doctor in San Diego will spend 30 days in prison and a year under home confinement for selling a miracle COVID cure using email spam Prosecutors say that during the worst of the pandemic and before vaccines and other treatments were available, Dr. Jennings Ryan Staley told prospective customers they could get the miracle drug by purchasing his coronavirus treatment kits. Of course, Mm -hmm. the drug was the one we all know is hydroxychloroquine. Mm -hmm. uh, Once the darling of a certain past in 
hopefully not future president whose name we won't mention here for fear that we might actually summon him to appear before us in, a, in a, like a gust of halitosis you know <laughs> and bronzer <laughs> yeah go ahead go ahead listeners at me even though the drug was in short supply because people were trying to get it to help with covid staley told an undercover fed that he had a source in china who would help him smuggle it into the country labeled sweet potato extract to fool customs you know what criminals there's a good chance that you're talking to a fed when they're like hey how you gonna get it how are you gonna get it that's it <laughs> that seems like something you'd be hard to get how do you get it red flag red flag yeah his business uh, is called Skinny Beach Med Spa. Yeah. Skinny Ooh. Beach Med Spa. Yeah. What mm-hmm. a, what that a... sounds not great. That sounds like how they dropped the word chicken from Kentucky Fried Chicken because it's not technically chicken. <laughs> or it's like it's the percentage of chicken contained in it is too low for yeah. them to truthfully call it chicken. Yeah. So yeah. It's like, you can't say medical, to, it's yeah. med. His, his business used to be called Totally Legitimate Hospital. totally a real md yes uh, skinny beach med spa offered world-class beauty innovations at affordable prices according to their tagline including botox fat transfer and hair and tattoo removal fat transfer yeah i guess you might want to move fat from one place to another is that what what we're talking about okay it's not from one person to another okay no, well, no, I'm just confused how, like, with that background, then they thought that they should also go into like COVID cure hey, man. Uh, lane. But you know, well, the kit also included a concierge medical experience for 30 days. I think IV treatment, hyperbaric <laughs> oxygen, and prescriptions for azithromycin and anti-anxiety med. So, you know, maybe just do all that stuff without the hydroxychloroquine, yeah. like that. Yeah, but what is the deal with the azithromycin? Yeah, I was gonna why say, is why everybody is that like like why is that everybody's favorite antibiotic to misprescribe? <laughs> what is it? What is it supposed <laughs> yeah, to be? What used is for? like? Well, nothing because we. Well, okay, not nothing, nothing, but like we used it so much inappropriately that yeah. now all the bacteria are like a shot yeah. azithromycin. I, I was about to say that. that was part of my ED rotation yesterday. I was we. I went from uh, talking about doing vagzosin for a patient, then resident kind of looked at me like, "Oh, you know what." You, you, that's what you want to do i'm like okay let's go azithromycin he's like you swung from one side to the other <laughs> i'm like crap yeah gotta land in the middle between uh, between there you, that was a really big swing you there. i was like i don't know i didn't i didn't quite understand where we were going but he was like let's let's try to let's try to meet in the middle somewhere let's I was like, try oh, okay. to get an antibiotic that's actually still an antibiotic but like not bang <laughs> <laughs> Just because someone's a doctor, it's not a guarantee they're a good and ethical person. That's like, let true. that be a lesson yeah. to the audience. You know, like we have a, you know, people go into medicine for all sorts of different reasons. And, you know, the predominant one is like, I want to help people. So there's a higher likelihood of them being like, you know, a good and ethical person. But like, there's bad people everywhere. And right. you, you don't know because they look just like everybody else. So, yeah, there's bad people in every single field. It's just really unfortunate that when you have an MD attached to your name, you have the power yeah. to manipulate people in this way and really cause a lot of harm to patients and to like trust in the medical system in general. And I just, it's, it is, it's hard to believe that something like this could happen, but right there, there are bad people everywhere, but this has just had 
a large ripple effect. You know, take this with a grain of salt. I agree with everything Morgan said. Take this with a grain of salt. If someone is like trying to convince you to do a thing, walk away. Yeah. Even if you agree with, even if someone, even if I agree with someone, the second I feel like someone's pressuring me into agreeing with them or they're trying, I feel like they're trying to control the way that I think and I just have to walk away. It, it's just a huge red flag for me. The, people, the very best doctors don't do that. Exactly. Yeah. They, you know, I think the way I heard it put, which I thought was amazing, is like doctors should be choice architects. Mm-hmm. You know, they're designing the city and then you navigate it with their support. But ultimately, you control where you go. I like that a this lot. Is, this is why sometimes I'll get emails from um, from people who want to be on the show and they're like, I'd like to talk to you about how I do urology. And I'm like, mm. Mm. or whatever it is they're mm-hmm. they're gonna like why would you need the short coat podcast to help you talk about your business that's the other thing i don't understand that the best advertisement is word of mouth right like there's there's certain brands that never go on sale because they don't need to mm-hmm. they, they don't even need to advertise they just It sells itself because people love the product. And, you know, similarly with a person, like some doctors don't need to advertise. Like they just get a lot of referrals because their work speaks for itself. Shortcoats, if you're enjoying our conversation today, I'd be grateful if you'd let people know by posting a story on Instagram or Facebook or tweeting about us. And don't forget to tag us in your post. Thank you. Some people find it hard to give or even accept compliments. Abby, something I've been meaning to tell you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm already uncomfortable. It's been wonderful to have you on the show the last few years. And I have been impressed by your commitment to justice and truth while maintaining a sort of a no bullshit allowed attitude. <laughs> okay. There you go. That's Thanks, my compliment. Steve. That was really nice, Steve. Was it nice? It was. I mean it. I mean it. I remember I remember once what was it? You were going to be on the show and I was asking you to prepare more than usual and you were very busy and you were like this is not what I signed up for. And I was like, "Okay. Cool." Mm-hmm. At least I knew uh, yeah. exactly where what do you remember what I was asking you to do? Uh, oh, it was the, me- it was the it was the relationships or the the newlywed game one. Yeah, I was uh, like I don't have like I asked like two people and they were both like, no. And I was like, I'm not going to drag somebody in here with me. <laughs> Savvy was like, mm, I didn't anticipate this would be this much trouble. So maybe I'm should, out. I'm out. <laughs> I, was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, okay. No, I, I just, I find it too intolerable to be fake in any way. So, yeah. so there you go. I, just, I gave you, thank you, Dave. You're welcome. I think it is a compliment. You know, and and so let's practice. Oh, man. Let's practice these. So you'll each take turns giving and receiving compliments. I haven't. This is really quite the game, Dave. I mean, there's this. So yeah. so let's do this as like a no laughing challenge. Though. A no laughing challenge. So so givers, oh, you do your best to make the taker laugh with your compliment. <laughs> And and takers, you can't laugh. It's supposed to be like true compliments about someone that are also supposed to make them laugh. I mean, you know, give it. A, I think that would be the best kind what, of. Pitch. What happens if oh I'm the gosh. giver and I laugh? Um, no, you you shouldn't you shouldn't laugh. So do I lose then? Yeah, you get kicked out of the room and you have to relocate to some place like New Mexico. Okay. Okay. We we'll kick you right out of Iowa. 
Well, dang. <laughs> oh, God. Let's see. Uh, Aline, Eric, why don't you try first? Okay. Who who should give you can, or receive you, first? I, I don't care. You, you can give. Okay. I sure like the color scheme you chose for your outfit today. (laughs) 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 Yes, I'm winning already. I'm colorblind, but it looks pretty gray. I uh-huh. I was thinking about it before I came in today too. I was running a little bit behind. I looked down at the shorts that I picked out. I'm like, ah, crap. <laughs> like, I can laugh now because you laughed first. Your yeah. neutral, yeah. your your, your yeah. color scheme is leaving plenty of uh plenty of opportunity for other people to pop. How about that one? <laughs> yeah. it's so inoffensive. I think if you were to ask my wife to be, she'd be like, this is your personality. (laughs) 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 Surely she married you for your, your neutral. She's going to be marrying you for your neutral personality. She's like, Uh, I'm marrying Eric because I want to, I want to look good. (laughs) (laughs) He allows, he allows me to pop. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Eric, would you like to uh, return a compliment? Well, thank you, Elaine. I appreciate about you your willingness to give uh, very sound and applicable advice to your fellow medical students. She she had her eyes closed. (laughs) Is that cheating? As though, as though. (laughs) Yeah, I think you have to look into each other's eyes. But I'll laugh. And, that, and I want to win. <laughs> Aline, has your stand-up comedy experience made you better or worse at this game? Ooh. Oh. I feel like Ooh. it might help you out because you have to... A bit of an advantage. Get through a joke without laughing on stage. Yeah, this but that's true. her own joke that she's rehearsed yeah. a million times. It's you know? true. I know. But I'm the one... I'm, like, so guilty of laughing at my own jokes. I could never Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't understand yeah. this tradition of not laughing at your own jokes. I mean... It's weirdly... I unseemly. love. It's I not love done. when I feel funny. Yeah, I'm gonna laugh. <laughs> I think some of the best stand-up comedians, like it's an authenticity. Like you're yeah. you're not taking yourself too seriously. Yeah, yeah. It's like okay. we all love on like SNL when they laugh. Oh, it's the favorite. best. Yeah, yeah. Th- there's a like two schools of thought on that. Some people hate it, and some people love it. And it's I think that well sums up what's his name, Jimmy Fallon. People yeah. either loved or hated Jimmy yeah. Fallon because he kept breaking character, and yeah, some people, you're right. Some people saw that as like, oh, wow, like this is so good. Even the professionals are laughing yep. at it. So it's the same with like uh, Bill Hader. Bill Hader is another one of my favorite oh yeah. characters. Yeah, that's. He is the king of not laughing at himself. So when he right. breaks character, you're like, oh, wow, the, I should be dying right now. And yep. usually you are. So. Yeah, but uh, thank you for actually like the very nice like the very nice compliment. I was I like I said I wanted to win, so I didn't laugh. But like that was very. I mean, nice I don't know that I I don't know that he did what he was supposed to do, which is try to make you laugh. I mean, he gave you a sincere compliment. He's making my heart laugh. Oh, with, that, for, with that very nice compliment. I think this day and age, it's hard to give sincere compliments, and especially to like people that maybe you don't know like thoroughly mm. well too. So it's like. Sure. It it not only makes the receiver of the compliment feel uncomfortable, like it can make the the complimenter also uncomfortable. Of like, you know, is is what I'm saying like coming from a sincere place? Yeah. Maybe, you know? maybe Abby can use this exercise as a as a way to practice giving people evaluations, but ones that make <laughs> the ones that make them laugh. Maybe that's what I should do. It should be my goal in every eval. 
Alyssa to giggle. <laughs> Abby, Morgan, would you like to, to give this a shot? It's going to be hard for Morgan to look you in the eye since her camera. Yeah, I, I can really see everyone's eyes except Abby's, which is kind of funny. <laughs> Where should I look? There's the camera's uh, up there. Down, down, down a little further. There we <laughs> That camera. I think that one. This no, one. that one up there. Okay, but she oh. told me to look down and I now the well. light is really blind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Morgan. I really appreciate that since you're joining us via Zoom. Or actually, no, wait. I really appreciate that you've had a pen in your hand for a large amount of this episode. And you have had the self-control to not click your pen a single time. Wow. Wow. For wow. real. That, thank you. Laughter. So, laughter. <laughs> I, I giggled a little bit before that even too. That is, yeah. That Wow. I didn't even realize that about myself. So I'm like fidgety, but maybe not annoying. Yeah, That's very, very respectful. Fidgeting without clicking the pen. It takes a, it takes a certain amount of yeah self control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it bad that your compliment made me self reflective and realize that I totally do that, especially when I'm with patients? <laughs> I'm sitting in the room just clicking my pen. Yeah, oh, really? Take this as some feedback. Me, <laughs> <laughs> I, I achieved both. You're already good at it. I listened to giggle and I helped Eric. God, you checked a lot of boxes with one compliment. Look at me. Yep. I'm so ready. I'm so ready to be an interview. You got yeah, you this. are. Yeah, you got this. This is all it is, really, right here. Well, let's do... Morgan, do you have a compliment that you would like to return to Abby? Yes, Abby. Um, In the brief periods where you drank your water and I've seen your smile without your mask, you have no food in your teeth that I can see and a beautiful smile. Oh, that's nice. so hard i mean you know it's hard not to tear up about that right i know i've really had to work on my poker face when i hear just crazy crazy stuff from patients so i've really used that skill Right not, now. not having food in your teeth is an awesome skill, though. Mm-hmm. For real. Yeah. And that yeah. is a good thing that I did. You know, I mm-hmm. I don't think I had anything green when I ate before here, but I did have red peppers in my food. So mm-hmm. that I want to I want to give a real compliment to you since this is your last. Oh my uh, gosh. Okay. I just I also appreciate your ability to be yourself all the time and to make people feel comfortable around you. And when I was a wee, a wee lad and I went into the clinics for the first time and I still thought I wanted to do pediatrics, you were there on some type of rotation doing what's, what's it called where you like work. It's the ECE type thing, but like the, clinical experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think I, I don't know if I was with you, but you were there and you were so helpful and have still made a lasting impression on me and made me feel really comfortable in that scenario. And so you're going to be a wonderful doctor and wonderful to work with medical students. Thank you, Morgan. So you're welcome. Sweet. Thank you. I don't even remember when you did your ECE. But... Oh, that's rude. Yeah, I think I was with Zoe. I was with Zoe. I, I, was, with Zoe. I was with Zoe, but you were just oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now I, I got you now. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yay. Well, that's very nice. I'm glad. A well-placed compliment will really brighten your day. Oh, and like a, and a yeah. real one, an authentic one, and one that like points some brings something to your awareness that like you didn't think about before is really nice. Like I was beaming at that compliment, mm-hmm. yeah. like for you. 
It's awesome. We don't do it enough. It's true. Yeah. yeah, we don't. You know why? Because too many assholes have like have appropriated compliment giving for nefarious purposes. And so when you go to give a real compliment, you mean like, hey, baby, nice ass. Well, I mean, yeah, that, that we're going to like, I mean, a little more creative than that. You but, should smile more. You're beautiful. <laughs> I know. But like, you know, it's it's true when you try to be really nice to people. So many people are jaded. Me included. I'm like, what are you after? Like, what do you mm-hmm. what, what's the game here? Right. But, you know, you get I, out of this, this is really yeah, this exactly. is exactly what I was thinking about this actually Wednesday evening. So after the. After the um, the student affairs uh, retreat, we mm-hmm. went to Big Grove and had a couple of beers and you know some 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 appetizers and and Amy Ahern was there and she's wearing this baseball hat. So I never see Amy in a baseball hat because mm. you know she's here looking all pro, right? She's wearing a baseball hat and she looks super cute in a baseball hat. But I was like, oh, I don't know if I can say that to a coworker. I don't know if I can say <laughs> you look super cute in a baseball hat. Thanks, sexual harassers. I know. Well, and, and so, you know. Taking that away from me. I never said it, but it was one of those things that I noticed. Like, ah, she's a baseball hat person, you know? Yeah. yeah. Now, now she can hear it on the podcast. Or, like, I, yeah. like, when you see, like, I'll see, like, sometimes, like, a really badass, like, female attending, and they're being supervised uh, while they look incredible. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I want to, like, compliment, like, your outfit or, like, you look great. Yeah. And that like, but I feel like if I just compliment their look, like because women were often like that was yeah. the only thing, mm-hmm. right. even though like, I don't know, hopefully someday I'm like a badass female attending and I would still probably appreciate if a med student was like, you look fired at that. <laughs> Is it weird that I could- very much resonate with that, Abby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it weird that I, I resonate from that like from a male perspective too like because there are definitely a couple of attendings and residents that i've worked with that i'm like that are, are female and i'm like you are badass like i and i appreciate the way that like you practice medicine while doing that too but like at the same time kind of like what dave was saying like you can't i mean this day and age you're not supposed to do you're not supposed to talk about how somebody looks basically. right you know right. that's what i was thinking maybe there's like i was thinking about your amy here maybe the way to tell her is like hey and I, I know this is going to come off as a joke, but honestly, your head is perfectly shaped for hats. Like, <laughs> like not everyone looks You're really good, good at this compliment game. Right? <laughs> I don't know. I think about that with the tendings all the time. I think it's... I'm not going to... Uh, what am I going to say to Amy about this? How am I going to... <laughs> I'm like, Amy, we devoted a lot of time to your look during the... <laughs> Your head shape. Your head shape. Not your look, your head shape, remember? On the podcast. Perfectly shaped. Yeah. She already sometimes is like, Dave, you are so weird. (laughs) (laughs) And she's not wrong. For the other stuff, I think something I've noticed people respond really well to that's like completely above board is like, I really like that person's energy. I appreciate Mm -hmm. that person. And I tell people Mm -hmm. that all the time. Like, I really like your energy. And like, it's I think what they take from that is like I don't know like I come off as powerful yeah like they feel powerful and like well respected so energy is a easy thing no one can be mad at that it's not it's not specific to their appearance or anything my my daughter has taken to using girl boss as Mm. a compliment for people of all genders and I first of all I didn't know that girl boss was a gender neutral 
compliment, but I guess. No, I'm not but sure I guess that it is. I, I think it has girl in the name. I think it's moving. <laughs> oh, I think no. it, she she claims that it's moving towards gender neutrality. So. The kids gotta, set the tone. I gotta yeah. trust Thank the teenager. I, right? Yeah. 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 Like, By the time it gets to us, it's not cool anymore. Yeah. yeah exactly. I'm already somehow like ancient when it yeah. comes to yeah. the youths these days. The youth. The youths. <laughs> Abby, you have the most in for sure. You with sure will. I know, but I'm much too. better with the smaller youth. <laughs> yeah. The ones that can't talk yet. Yeah. No, yeah. I love, I love, 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 love my tiny little babies and my toddlers yeah. and my preschoolers and even my elementary school age kids. Where's the cutoff, though? Uh, the cutoff <laughs> is somewhere. Do we want to go into this? Around middle school is when I start to just feel a little less like, like mm. if I, I just inherently know and feel like more comfortable and confident with a two-year-old than an adult. Mm. And so probably around middle school is where that inherent, like I know how to handle you. Middle middle schoolers are, are, they're hard to read. Yeah. They're, They're a tough, they're a tough room. It's like they're starting to look like adults and they get a little drunk mm-hmm. on the power, but they still have the mind of a child. So they don't know yeah. how to wield that. Yeah. Pa- and the they bullying also, in middle school is a real, yeah. it's, it sucks. They also sort of, many of them sort of get this flat affect with, with adults that you're yeah. like, okay, well, I have no mm-hmm. idea where I stand with you. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For those of us that depend on feedback in our social interactions it's, it's a little you can't bribe them with stickers like in the like sometimes, <laughs> sometimes that's the cutoff sometimes though even sometimes you get like back like you swing the other way if you get like a 17 or 18 year old sometimes they appreciate the irony of being offered a sticker but <laughs> Sorry, like amazing no you can't once they're like 12 or so they don't care about a sticker yeah. and they're too cool you gotta for start school. offering them i don't know Ecstasy. I don't, know, That's like, <laughs> I don't like. Hey, you did great with your shots today. Here's some drugs. <laughs> Just kidding. I think yeah. that would go <laughs> real great with my. Yeah. Oh yeah, they would be like, sure, that's totally okay for you, a doctor, to be doing. Oh boy, it's the wave of the future, guys. Yeah. Well, I have one more thing to talk about on the show today that I wanted to get to. And I did, you know, it's been a while since we were able to uh, accomplish this because of the shutdown of Yahoo Answers. But I did find, <gasps> I did find one question yes. that you could practice your, your, your doctoring communication skills with. Are we ready? Oh, I'm so excited. Ready. It's my last show and I get to do my first Yahoo Answers. <laughs> well, I hope you like it. Here is uh, this person. 21 days constipated, huge turd. Now just blood-tinted jelly that smells like canned cat food. Cause for concern. I have a fear of pooping in public, so I abuse Imodium to an extreme degree. The blood probably came from a tear from passing the mass that was roughly the size of an eastern box turtle. As it was bright red, <laughs> it's probably worth noting that I eat like crap Walmart baked goods and cheddar sour cream potato chips. Almost exclusively. Is there any reason to panic? The blood, the jelly, the burning. What should I watch out for? If anything, is there anything I can do to make this go smoother? I'm very scared. <laughs> oh. Okay. What, what, what an, an indictment of our public education system for sure. I don't know what to do. Yeah. What if you... <laughs> the burning. The jelly. The... <laughs> Oh, man. I would not. I would not be able to keep a straight face. 
I don't care how professional I was, you know. Well, if he, you know, if that person said it with that voice, for sure. Right. Yeah. That voice was doing a lot of heavy lifting with this laughter. Yes, it was. In the speed, too, because you, you know that patient that's just like, just rapid fire. Like, here's my problem. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. like, can we eat an apple? Just one. A yeah, day. let's work our way up. Have you heard the saying, I stay away if you eat an apple a day? <laughs> no, and I'm like totally like going somehow and I'm like, all right, we need to increase your fiber. I'm going to start you on some Miralex and we need to do a rectal exam. Yeah. And maybe, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Is it, is it valid? Is, is it correct to say that we need to titrate their Imodium? Remove all of them. Oh, we're probably. not titrating the Imodium. We are just DC. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. There are some things you can buy over the counter that like today would never get approved. And I think Imodium is one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Imodium does a lot of harm. Yeah. Does it? People oh yeah, people people are using it like that left and right. Oh, I I thought this was a very unusual thing that people would do. I think teenagers use it. Well, like you know, people with eating disorders will use it to lose weight fast, and oh, yeah. okay. wrestlers yeah. use it too to make weight. Yeah, I would like to point out that you know nobody poops in public. I mean, yes, there are rest public restrooms, but you know that's not truly public. I don't know why you're afraid of pooping in public. That's I don't know. It, it, in multi-stall bathrooms, you are poop, you are yeah. using the bathroom, I, I, and I it's disgraceful. Own it, uh, own it, man. That that stink. That's me. We have that's how I that's how I roll. At some point, we should talk about public bathroom etiquette because oh, there are God. some you're savages. Down, you're going down there. some rabbit holes yeah. here because that taking remember, a call in a stall. In a public restroom. Oh, yeah. I don't. I, don't oh, I also don't like. I, I remember one time I was in one of these bathrooms. I don't know if I'll put this on the show, but <laughs> <laughs> I was in one of these bathrooms, not in the stalls, and somebody walked in. There were other people, and it was a, it was a fairly, you know, it, the bathroom was in use. And somebody walked in from off the street, I think. Uh, somebody was just passing by and needed a restroom. Somebody walked in and was like, Woo! <laughs> What died in here? And I was like, wow. What is it supposed to smell like? That is it's a, a bathroom. That is an aggressive <laughs> thing to walk into a bathroom and do amidst a crowd of people. Yes. That is aggressive. Oh, my God. Multi-stall bathrooms are uh, primitive and should be outlawed. Yeah. I, I honestly, I've gotten to a point where I just... If it's not a single-use bathroom, I just walk away. I will hold it all day just so I can call nature at home. But Would yeah. you share these ideas with your... Pa- like, uh, look, I totally understand where you're coming from. For example, yeah, in my life, I will seek out the, the, the private bathroom down by the coffee shop. I'll go out of my uh, way for a single-use... Right. I will walk miles for a single-use bathroom. That yeah. said, it's, you know, you got to let it out. Yeah, so you know, sure. don't don't hurt yourself. Emodium. I mean, surely we're at least at home in the morning and the night. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. What's going on there? <laughs> like some of us are out here playing Russian roulette with their bells, <laughs> <laughs> just gambling with whatever situation they'll be in when nature comes a knocking. Yeah, yeah. it's hard. 
some people though are like clo- I don't I'm so sorry I opened this door I'm I'm so I sorry think I audience. opened the door <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, glad you did Aline though I'm glad because there's you're there's things need to be talked yeah. about there are yeah. some savages there are mm-hmm. I'll tell you some things that I w- will immediately make me dislike someone if I have to use a multi-stall bathroom and I exit the stall and there are other stalls available, but the person will walk in right behind me. I, what is wrong with you? That's sus. It's uh. like, it's like going to a buffet and I stuck my hand in the salad. You have other salad options, but you decided <laughs> to eat the salad. I put my hand in. You have brought this on yourself, whatever your experience yeah. is. Uh. <laughs> oh, oh, the worst, the worst, actually second worst to that is when you do finally find your single-use bathroom and someone knocks at... So first off, you have to knock if the door is closed and it says, right? Like sometimes you can't tell that there's... But you always knock and... Can I say though... I don't do that. Some people just jiggle the handle. Yeah, that's so aggressive. You gotta lock the door. I still have the fear of being the person to accidentally just barge in and just like... What if they forgot to lock the door? on the toilet and suddenly the handle is like... Especially, like, I don't necessarily mind if it's just like a... (laughs) Aline's estimation of me has just declined drastically. If a person just tries once, like, that's startling. But what really is horrifying is when they're like and i'm like like i wonder why this door is locked like what what, do you think do you think the sign was lying (laughs) do you think it was it was a test see here's what i do you walk up to the door and you just give it a little a little nudge the the handle just give it a little nudge not enough to make very much noise you know what i'm saying you just give it a little tap yeah and if it doesn't move the right way you know it's locked you don't have to like friggin act like a safe cracker with Mm -hmm. with it you know just just up against yeah. the doors. Right. If I if I'm in a place so where the single use restrooms are like frequent, like then you definitely need to knock. Like there are some places yeah. where it's like I know like there's a 50-50 chance someone's in this bathroom, then you have to knock 100%. Mm-hmm. If it's like it's a hospital. low if it's mm-hmm. a low trafficked area and you don't knock, I will say that's that's fair. Maybe I should reevaluate my yeah. approach to bathrooms. Yeah, just, uh, just, just bath. think about adding in a, a little knock right before. For all those, we've all been locked in. For everyone on. involved, we've all been locked in on. Right? I mean, that's not a. Un, that's not. A, usually, I'd like, much not rather in get walked in on than walk in on. Oh yeah, I don't really care 100%. when people walk in on me for some reason. Hmm. Guys, as I really. As long as they're I not really like, like. What? Has anyone noticed the seventh floor bathroom across from the the student lounge where someone has labeled it like pee with friends, pee without friends for the oh, lot? There's a, okay, there are actually a lot oh of God. bathrooms in Amazing. the hospital that they are that are labeled as like where so then you when you're sitting on the toilet and you panic, did I lock it? You can see Yes. Visually, did you get it correct? Yeah, um, they've sharpied the, it in, like yeah. There's with like an a little, arrow. just like a little yeah. line on where it should be, and I really yeah. appreciate that. But the pee with friends one is pretty just funny. funny. <laughs> the single use use bathroom by the Children's Hospital cafeteria, best bathroom in the whole hospital. You can tell which bathrooms are frequented by staff because usually there's going to be like a spray in there. Then or some kind of sign saying like, hey, please spray after use, you know, or mm. something like that. Or there's like a pot of flowers or like some other some other indication that they've made this a little homier than it was yeah. before. No, oh, but this bathroom is huge, mm. quiet. There's like a big counter. So if you need to like 
set something down. You have a clean place to set it. There's a big mirror, so if you need to fix your hair in the middle of the day. I do appreciate some of the bathrooms around here in Murph that, like, have hooks and stuff that you can just, like, hang a jacket, like, quickly. Yeah, yeah. Or sometimes they have those shelves that fold down. Mm -hmm. Mm. My next complaint is when people wait there for you to get out. Yeah. Go and find a different bathroom. Like, there's hundreds of them immediately yes. flee especially if it's locked i'm of like course. nope i i don't use the bathroom after someone at my home with my family i give it 20 minutes because i'm not an animal <laughs> i mean for god's sakes that's the crazy that's the craziest thing when i walk the, out the and they're like out there being like well there there certainly can't be any other restrooms in this large educational I, building i understand when like it's a patient at the hospital because those oh, folks are lost. They don't, yeah, they, they wouldn't are. know. That's yeah. that's they just, true. They get they walk they walk into the building and the size of it and it just overwhelms them and they felt so happy they found a bathroom. Most of my criticisms yeah. are aimed at fellow that's, employees. Okay. I, if yeah. I see a badge, you better not be out. Right. There. No. <laughs> you better have left. Or otherwise, I'm, I'm scared now. Aline's <laughs> taking notes. Outside of a bathroom. I, I don't have like bathroom anger, but I get so mad at fellow staff in the elevators when they don't follow etiquette. Like, yeah, because oh. there's a you there's better a, you better stand to the back of the elevator to facilitate the people yeah. getting on mm-hmm. the elevator quickly. If you're by the buttons and every Everyone is loaded. Yeah. You press that button again so the door closes. Don't you be pressing the yeah. door close mm-hmm. button. That is a placebo. But what yeah. really works is if you press one of the buttons that's already lit up a second time, the door closes right away. Is that true? Yes. No, it's 100% true. Go try it. Go walk to the hospital right now and tr- get in an elevator. Right. Hit a button. And then hit the door close button. Nothing I, happens. Close button is fake news. I think I'll end mm-hmm. the show first before I go on this exploration no we'll, we'll take the show with us <laughs> we'll all take the microphones um, the, uh, the, well, the elevator etiquette is applicable in many settings yeah. uh, for example the metro the people who get on without letting everyone else off uh, yeah. what is wrong with That's you what thing. is wrong with yeah. you yeah. it's a matter of physics like I, I there's no room for you unless i get off it's a one-to-one it works it's for both of us that you should wait for people to get off the metro this is or more, the elevator. This is more applicable towards the fall when new students come, but the the whole like not going all the way to the back of the bus and like mm-hmm. ju- the people who stop right in front of the stairs and there's like a whole line of people and you're just like, come on. Yeah, we we bus drivers, <clears throat> we former bus drivers talk about this a lot, me and my wife. <laughs> and uh, the thing that we used to do, especially when it was super crowded, is you know we would. If nobody would move back, we would turn off the bus and just sit there <laughs> until people moved back. Wow, High stakes. Uh, yeah. Because it gets, real, it gets real quiet and everybody's like, well, they always act clearly surprised. the bus is not going to go anywhere if we don't do what we're... It, yeah. You know, it's one thing if like they're getting off at the very next stop. I can understand. You don't want to schlep all the way to the back and then just, you know, run up to the front. I know. That would burn like a half a calorie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're you're a little more of a purist than I am on this, but yeah, we should petition Emily Post to write a book about this. She, I like whatever organization they've written a COVID like etiquette guide. Sure, so, yeah, <clears throat> this is important stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's our show. You're welcome, what a, listeners. What a show. <laughs> you're welcome. You're, you're welcome, welcome. <laughs> uh, Aline, Eric, Abby, Morgan. Thanks for being on the show with me today. 
Thanks, you guys. Thanks, Thanks Dave. Guys. Bye, short coat listeners. I'll miss you. We'll miss you too, Abby. Thank you. We'll all miss you. Thanks for short coats for making us part of your week. If you're new here and you like what you heard today, follow the show wherever fine podcasts are available. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube. Our editors are Maddie Walline and me for now, but we got more coming soon. Uh, the show is made possible by a generous donation by Carver College Medicine Student Government and ongoing support from the Writing and Humanities Program. And our music is by Dr. Vox and Catmosphere. I'm Dave Etler saying don't let the bastards get you down. Talk to you in one week. Hi, short coats. Look, life in medical education, life in America, life in the world is often difficult. And I often wish I could help. All I have is this podcast, but in my wildest dreams, you have the support you need to lead a life of your choosing. You deserve to be happy, healthy, and successful in whatever ways you define those words. So if you need support because you've experienced racism, discrimination, harassment, mental health crises, I want you to be able to get the help that you need. And so I'm going to put some links in the show notes to some resources that you can use. But the bottom line is that for what it's worth, I see you. I know you're out there. I wish I could do more. Maybe I can in ways that I don't understand yet or know about. But I see you and I'm glad you're here and other people are too.